you know, me. I've seen a scene in a movie and ran to the bathroom. I have, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's, masturbation is actually to everyone's accord. Do how conservative you want to be, what you want to do, but everyone does it. If you say you don't, you're lying. I don't. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Fish, we are live here, and we're talking about a lot of different things. But the NFL playoffs are set. What is your, or what are your most intriguing matchups for Wild Card Weekend coming up? I have one. I love the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Chargers. I think those are two hot teams. I like the hot teams going into the playoffs. And they're hot, and they're young. Two stud quarterbacks and Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. And it's a feel-good story that Jacksonville, which is the, one of the markets in the in the in, in sports, it's small. So I love that. And it, earlier in the season, Jacksonville beat the Chargers 38 to 10. So that's my most intriguing matchup. The rest, eh. I like that one too. Uh I think it's gonna be curious to see. It looks like the Chargers had some injuries uh yesterday in that in that finale. It'll be curious to see how that's gonna affect them coming up. Uh mine is the is the Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. And the weather's not going to be that bad in Buffalo, so the Bills or so the Dolphins don't have to worry about that. Um, I'm just wondering on the whole psychological effect of Demar's episode that happened and the big win over the Pats. Could there be a letdown for the Bills? So I'm really curious to that. And is Tua definitely coming back? It looks like he is. So that's that's my big one there. Yeah, I, I, the Demar thing's over. But they're still talking about it. the kids going to the bathroom. He's eating. It's over. The Bills showed yesterday. And knocking the Patriots out of the playoffs, and just Josh Allen was splendid. That 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 whole thing is. I think it's going to motivate them more than anything that they want to continue this nice run. And they're they're 13 seconds away last year from going to the you know, from moving yeah. on and maybe going to the Super Bowl. So that's a big motivation for the Bills. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I like. Also intriguing to me. I, I don't know how the Minnesota Vikings, and we'll talk about it later, are favored over the Giants. The Giants are the another. Great feel-good story. I love Daniel Jones, what Brian Dable's done with that team. And Minnesota has really struggled in, yeah. in some of the last games. They beat the Bears, but the Bears stink. So, Yep. Yep. My other one is the Cowboys and the Bucks. I actually, and you'll you'll see when we do our picks, I'm actually picking the Bucks to, to beat the Cowboys there. Hey, we're going to have our picks coming up in the Hardline section. Hardline's not going to be with us today, but he will be back. And he has texted us his bets, so you will get them along with bets from Fish and Me. So we should say welcome to Daily Fish, everyone. Coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach, I'm John Daly. He is Eric Fish Snyder. Questions or comments, drop them in the chat box if you're watching us live. If not, email us anytime at dailyfish, the number one, dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, Fish, let's get into a couple other topics here. Um, camps for UFC fighters. UFC fighters are in camps now for training, but it seems like this should be a Netflix series or a documentary type series. There's some drama there. What's your take on this? Not, it's not the camps for the net for the for the fighters. It's for young kids. When I was a kid, right. I went to football camp. Went away for a week to Cal State Lutheran out in uh, in Thousand Oaks, and there was pro. And you stayed in the, in, in the uh, with the, with the roommate, and you had pro football guys. So you had a tackle. I went to basketball camp in the same place. Now they have UFC camps for young kids. Imagine a little girl saying, "I want to go to UFC camp, mommy, for a week." Saying, "Go and learn." How to buddy up other women? It's a complete dif difference in decades and the the camp logic. I don't get that. I'm with you 100. percent And again, I'm not a big UFC fan because I think there's just too many head injuries there, and I, I just it just doesn't make sense. Now we'll talk about something else a little later as far as karate, and I think that's actually kind of cool. But before we hit that, let, let's talk about. Um, because you've been noticing commercials during sporting events that have intrigued you or raised your eyebrows or raised something else. What, what, what do you think? One of my first assignments working for America Online, I make a long story short, was covering the Raiders from 1998 on their AOL team page to 2002. The first preseason game was against the Green Bay Packers in 1998. It's on the road to... <laughs> and here comes a commercial in the first quarter and it's two beautiful women, a mom and a girl, in their cardigan sweaters on a beautiful, pristine <laughs> lake. And the daughter says to the mother, Mom, do you ever get that unfresh feeling? And she goes, Honey, you need to douche. Now, let me show the kind of commercials that are on now. 
a pea-sized amount of Lumi applied between out. your butt cheeks like this. I will demonstrate. Just kidding, I won't. Like this. We put Lumi to the test and compared it to a shower. 12 hours after a shower with soap and water, the average crotch has an odor score of five to six out of 10. 12 hours after a shower and applying Lumi, you're at a zero out of 10, no odor all day. I'm not a mathematician, but I think it means that Lumi is infinitely more effective than a shower alone. So just take a shower or shower with Lumi and be zero out of 10. <laughs> now she is a doctor and she's a doctor on tv too actually so I, that to me is one of the most fun things and you know we're beginning because we're beginning, beginning to get some really good numbers and i know we're going to have some sponsors coming in wouldn't you love to have her on the show every week even if she was just on for two minutes and just think of the questions you would be asking her about women's body odor she she has an actual commercial where she puts her her hands up and she's put, <laughs> getting so excited she's doing this and doing that she goes no stink i mean this is the new <laughs> era that we're in with tv commercials those are the kind of commercials i like the other commercials you see also how many dating sites do you see and yeah. you see it, it's incredible you have and, and there's one i'm like look we love everyone but heavyset.com if you if you're heavy and you want to meet someone heavy you go on heavyset.com I just go to the nearest In-N-Out Burger, hang out there all day, and, and get and date with the first person that gets five double doubles. I mean, I, I, it's insane. It's that. It, remember, we okay, real quick. When we grew up, it was all car commercials and cigarette commercials. Yeah. Now it's women talking about their body odor and their crotch smells, and fat people trying to get dates. I love it. I, I can't wait to see the future of TV commercials. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming, especially if TV is still around. All righty. Hey, we, we mentioned this just before about uh, about karate schools. Karate schools seem to be booming. And if you just, just do a local Google search and they pop up all the time, no matter what, where you are. Fish, you, you're kind of a karate kid. You're the karate kid of the show. So what are you seeing? I took it. I love it. And a, a kid I work with that's an alumni of the show, Aiden Minx, who actually plays the character Mitch on Cobra Kai. Uh, works at Chuck's Tavern with me. He's a great kid. He's going to be an outstanding chef and have his own restaurant within five years. That being said, that show, Cobra Kai, John, which is the number one show on Netflix, has inspired a, a new trend of people up from karate dojos. And it's great because karate teaches you discipline and self-defense. It's not the UFC where you're trying to beat the crap out of someone. Yeah. It teaches you self-defense and it teaches you respect. And I love it. I agree with you. And, you know, when they consider the other training things for other fighting types, karate is actually cheaper because there's a lot more of the dojos around. So it actually kind of keeps the price down. And you're absolutely right. Self-defense, mental discipline and exercise. I think it's absolutely something that's uh, that's fabulous. And I would have my kids do it as well. All right. Now we have the famous and infamous memes from Fish. OK, what are you glued to this week, Fish? Well, I want to get in on this. I thought that the, the, the response to DeMar Hamlin's horrible, horrible incident that happened last Monday night a week ago um, was the whole nation, the world, and the NFL response was great. Look at Allegiant Stadium for two days. This is fantastic. Great. Yeah. That's elite. That's the stadium for the Raiders stadium. Had Hamlin. He drove down yep. the, uh, the 15. That's what you see. All right. Being a Raider fan, you got to take a lot of shit. So KFC had an ad. Look, check out what Colonel Sanders is doing. <laughs> you know great. why? You know why, John? The finger. Because, yeah, because you know why? This is horrible. We deserve better. This guy, this poor bastard, was asked to take that sign down. And I don't get that. At Allegiant, they were wow. telling people that had derogatory signs to take it down. You be yourself. Um, there's a lot of people that wanted the loss last night and thank god way to go hard line you finally got your lions to give you a lot of uh, a, a, yeah. a lot of hope and you i know how great you felt about that check out this picture of aaron Rodgers. this is that this is insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah poor guy i'll tell you he's gonna <laughs> now here we go john we can do a little bit of going back and doing some nostalgia I'm reading this yep. part. If you remember this car, your childhood was awesome. It's from the Flintstones. So, yep. Flintstones satire cartoons that came out. All right. John, you read this one. We're almost coming to an end here. Um, 
This is cute. Read it. Um, you know, hang on a second. I don't know if I can read it. So, uh, once upon a time, a man asked a girl to marry him. The, the girl said no, and she lived happily ever after and went shopping, dancing, and drinking. She always has a clean house, never cooked, and looked fabulous all the time. The end. Beautiful. And that's a mom giving a bedtime story to her daughter. <laughs> this is how John and I grew up. Because we, 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 there's no wall or no bullshit in Karen's, all right? Uh -huh. Gen Xers, 1965 to 79. The last great generation, all these sissies were born, and it's a kid drinking a Coors on Santa Monica Beach. He's got a tattoo <laughs> of a biker club on his arm. I love it. That's, I guarantee that that kid probably grew up to be a congressman. <laughs> all right, I'm going to do this, John. The last one I got to do. Um, uh, don't look at the dot. He's not really Hindu in the middle. But there's appreciation because the guy passed away, I think, the anniversary. If you didn't love this man and his acting, yeah. it's a picture of James Amy. I mean, yeah. the Sopranos, and that there's a dot right in the middle of his head. Um, I don't want you to get a slurpee. I'm not really him. I'm James Gandolfini playing Tony Soprano. Thank you very much, please. That's my Excellent. memes, motherfuckers. There you go. Actually, somebody taking a taking a photo and then uh, the flashlight got on there. So, all right. And those are the Daily Fish memes. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us here on Daily Fish. We talk sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between, just like you do. No woke, no extreme, no social justice cops here. You got a problem? Okay, let us know. Send comments or questions to dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Now, coming up later, we're going to give you our takes on the Speaker of the House chaos in Congress. We We'll also wonder if celebrities' lives are more important than most of us. And we will look at what types of TV shows are more popular. And also a big reminder, this week, Thursday, January 12th, 12th we will be interviewing superstar actor Brian Cranston. We're going to ask him about the upcoming season of Your Honor on Showtime. Plus, we will delve into the finale of Better Call Saul, where Walter White came back to show up, as we kind of expected. But Brian wouldn't admit it earlier. Plus, we will talk sports with uh, Brian, who is also a big sports fan. Again, that is coming up on Thursday, January 12th. All right, folks, now it's time for Schmuck Swag and Drink. Fish, who's been schmucky this week? I hate to disguise from my wife's hometown. <laughs> okay, if you remember, he's a quarterback for the Browns in the 80s. He got yeah. fired by the Browns because he made a ninth thousand dollar bet I, I you know if you have that kind of addiction you're not a schmuck because of that because people have maladies but you know you can't gamble a and it he just made it he walked into a goddamn uh bet place and placed a bet someone recognized wow. him and ratted him out and shame I, I it's a schmucky move i don't care if you gamble just get one of your friends to do it call daly's wife and say terry here's nineteen thousand. go bet on the browns for me i mean i don't get it <laughs> i don't get the i don't get the mentality the schmuck mentality I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, it's too bad. And Bernie Kosar is a good guy, too. Really good guy. Yep. All right. Got any others, or is that the only schmuck this week? We no, got who's got the swag? swag? Who's got it? Swag? Who are we celebrating this week, Fish? I'm glad to celebrate this guy. Watch the HBO series on the inside hard knocks of the season, the Arizona Cardinals. I've always liked this guy as a player. I did not know the philanthropy of J.J. Watt. I did not know he raised $39 million when they had that huge flood in Houston years ago and was up to, for GQ Man of the Year. Besides having 120 sacks and three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, he said, you know what? I'm retiring. I could, I'm playing at a high level, but I want to be with my family. I like that. that. To me, thank you for your swag career. Thank you for your off-the-field exploits. Have a good life, J.J. Watt. We miss you in the NFL. Absolutely. All right. And now we're going to toast with our drink of the week. What are we sipping and what are we going to be sipping with to toast J.J. Wattfish? I, I told you on Saturday when we did our Daily Fish Hook to promote Cranston and our shows that uh, this time of the year, it's Black Monday in the NFL, and we'll talk about it. A lot of coaches get canned. and It's eight months from without football. Okay. So I'm drinking Southern <laughs> Comfort to Comfort because that's a Kenny Staber drink. And Kenny Staber is very was my the greatest athlete I've ever uh, is my hero growing up. So to Southern Comfort, it's a shot. It's really good with Coke, but a lot of people drink it as a shot. I'm drinking the cherry version. Everything is going to cherry, Crown Apple, yep. Crown Vanilla, 
you know, so I'm doing the cherry version. What do you got there? That's not that's not Southern Comfort, is it? It's like Manic uh, Debits. It's, it's Southern Comfort with a little Coca-Cola in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Salute. Here we go. Cheers. Here we go, JJ. JJ. Uh, now, what I do sometimes is I throw a little maraschino liqueur in it because you get that extra cherry taste that's really, really neat. So, And that's that's a big thing that Hemingway used to enjoy. So try that. But anyway, that was the Southern Comfort Cherry Shot. And folks, the Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shuck's Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast. Guess what? You get a free drink. Do it the next day, you get a free appetizer. That's Shuck's Tavern. Check out Shuck's Tavern on Facebook. And folks, again, this is Daily Fish. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5. Subscribe there. Also subscribe to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. You can check out Daily Fish on YouTube and Wingding TV and check out our post and news updates on Twitter and Facebook. All right, now let's get some bets from the Daily Fish Hardlines. And fortunately, Hardline couldn't be with us. And he is John Hardison with the podcast Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. He's on Spotify, Google, and Apple as well. And Hardline, maybe if you're getting a chance to watch, uh, we have your picks here and we're going to get the recommendations of you. But we're also going to have Fish and me give our bet recommendations. But here's the rule, Fish. If fish and I disagree, you go with fish. If we agree, you go the other way. Overall, I would say go with Hardline's pick. Now, fish, the reason I'm saying that was because when we did our quick hit on Saturday, uh, I proved to myself, I said, oh, the Packers are going to win. And I said the Chiefs-Raiders game would be a close game. So isn't that a pretty good indication to go against everything I say? I wanted the Raiders to win, obviously, but I I, I just – New deep down, but Mahomes is a magician, and I picked the Lions. I, I, I may, I, who knows? I could have been wrong. It was a great game, though, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah, great. Yeah, game. it really was. Really was a good yeah. game. Yeah, and it was. It was also even if you don't like Aaron Rodgers, it was tough to see him. He was crying going off the field. You know. So, um, all right, let's get into the bets here. Let's start with tonight's college football championship. Georgia is a thirteen-point favorite over TCU. The under and over is sixty-three and a half. The money line is TCU plus 370 and Georgia minus 500. Hardline told us to take TCU in the points. What would you take, Fish? Absolutely. Big fan of Max Duggan, the quarterback from TCU. He's a he's a bigger guy. He's like a he's like a linebacker playing quarterback at Josh Allen. He runs the read option. And the fact that they their defense really stymied Michigan for most of that game, they'll do the same thing to Georgia. So I like that bet. Okay, I'm going to take the uh, the under. I think 13 points is a really big spread, so I, I would take the under in that. All right, let's hit the NFL, the wild card round on Saturday early. The Seahawks are 10-point underdogs on the road to the Niners. Seahawks are plus 390. Niners are minus 530 on the money line. Under and over is 43. Hard line says take the Niners giving up 10. What are you saying? Well, there's that old adage that if you, when you play someone three times, the Niners beat him twice in the regular season. But the third time, it usually goes to the underdog. So I like the Seahawks. I would tease it. I talk, I texted Hardline this morning. You can get 14 points for that and pay a little more money. I, I don't think the Seahawks are going to get blown out. And, and uh, So I'll go Seahawks. I'll, I'll go the other way. I agree. I was going to go with the under. I'm, um, I'm a little concerned about Purdy. He's never been in the playoffs before, even as great as he's been. So uh, we'll have to see on that. All right. Saturday's games. Chargers are one-point favorites at the Jags. The uh, Chargers' money line is minus 122. The Jags are plus 100. The under and over is 47. Hard line says take the Chargers and the money line. What are you saying, Fish? I'm going Jaguars. John, did it bother you yesterday that Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, kept the starters in almost the whole game? And Mike yeah. Williams – yeah, I'm, I'm asking you, John. Mike Williams, our star receiver, got hurt. I mean, if you're a Charger fan, you're saying, what the fuck are these guys doing in there? You're you're locked into the fifth seed, so I, I I don't get that. I like the Jaguars. They're a fun story. Um, I I love Trevor Lawrence. My wife likes him better because of that blonde lock hair and that Fabio look. But two <laughs> stud, you know this 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 is the one game where you're focusing on two stud quarterback. Well, the Bengals and 
and the Ravens also. But you got two yeah. young stud quarterbacks that are the future of the game with Herbert at, at the Chargers. And I like the Jaguars. I, I'm going to take the Jags in the money line as well. I, I Again, I, just like you're saying, I think the Chargers might be banged up and we don't know it. Uh, again, I think they played too many starters on Sunday. All right, let's hit some more of the Sunday games. Uh, the Bills are home favorites by 11 over the Dolphins. The money line is plus 430 for the Dolphins, and it is minus 590 for the Bills. The under and over is 44. Hard line says take the Dolphins in the points. What are you thinking, Fish? That's a hard one, hard line. Because we don't know if Tua Tagovailoa is going to play. There's, a, there's reports he might not, and Teddy Bridgewater might not play. If you're going with a third-string quarterback in Buffalo. I don't care what the weather like. The intensity of the playoffs brings a level of play up. I got to go with the Bills in this one. We talked about it earlier. This whole Demar Hamlin thing is going to make them more motivated, and yeah. I'm going with the Bills. I'm with you on that. The question for me again is, is Tua. So I think I'm, I'm going to take the bills and I'll give up the 11 points. All right. Next game giants at the Vikings. The Vikings are only a three point home favorite. The money line is the giants plus plus one twenty eight and the Vikes minus minus one fifty five. The under and over is 47.5 hard line says, take the over fish, call it. I'm big on the giants. My family's from New York. My, my, my favorite relatives, my brother-in-law, Dave Panati, has got me into the Giants. Everyone's got a second team. Obviously, the Raiders are my first team. I love the Giants, and I follow them religiously. I like the Giants in this game. They're the most well-coached team in the league. Brian Dable will be up for the coach of the year. And what he's done with Daniel Jones and that team is incredible. They have a top-10 defense. The Vikings don't impress me right now. I'm going with the Giants. All right, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with the Vikings, and I'm going to take the points. And one of the reasons why is that it, it seems to me when the Vikings have a couple of bad games, they bounce back and they win. Uh, I love the Giants, too. I love what they've done, no. and uh, I love Debo, and I love, the, I love everything, and I'm a Giants fan. So I'm also hoping that my bet's wrong so that the Giants do win. Go for it. Okay, can I, say something? Can I take something back? You, uh-huh. Kozar, you're, you're now the schmuck of the week for making that, okay? Because you're a Giants <laughs> fan, and you <laughs> John, you said you have another schmuck? Yeah, you, the good-looking Irish guy. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, I resemble that. All right, the late game Remarked. Sunday is the Ravens at the Bengals. Bengals are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The money lines are Ravens plus 235 with the Bengals minus 295. The under and over is 43.5. Hard line has the Bengals minus six-and-a-half. What, what are you thinking there, Fish? Wow. Um, I like the Bengals. This, this team has won seven in a row. And Joe Burrow's hot, although you've got to give the Ravens a little. The Ravens are one of the most well-coached teams, too, with John Harbaugh for staying in it with Anthony Brown, a third-string quarterback. But I think Lamar's coming back. That's This is going to be a great game. I like the Bengals. I would I would lay this six and a half. I just, I just think the Bengals, again, they tasted the Super Bowl last year, and they're, and they're getting hot, and they're peaking right now. What do you think, Daly? Actually, I'm going to go with the Ravens and the six and a half points. Uh, I think they're going to make it close. Uh, I, I think the Bengals will probably win. Uh, I think it's it's going to be a fairly cold night there, according to the forecast. And I don't know, the Bengals don't, don't seem to be doing well in cold weather. But anyway, we'll figure that out. But uh, anyway, we go in a different one. So you know what the rule is. If, if Fish and I disagree, you go with Fish. All right. Monday night has the Cowboys as a three-point favorite on the road in Tampa. The Bucks money line is plus 125, while the Pokes are minus 152. The under-over is 45. Hard line is taking the Bucks plus three. Who are you picking? I'm going with the Cowboys, much as it pains me to say, because I think that one of those quarterbacks on those teams will be, will be playing here next year, and it's not Dak Prescott. I just think there's nothing, <laughs> about, Tampa, there's nothing about Tampa that excites me right now, except Tom Brady, and they're an 8-9 team. And I think Dallas is just a you-know-what hair away. Maybe that girl that did that commercial could tell you what kind of hair it was from just exploding. <laughs> and if it gets into a shootout, I got to go with the Cowboys. I just I, I think the Cowboys have a little bit more moxie than the Bucks do right now. You? Yeah, well, I, you know, it could go both ways, but I'm going to go with Hardline. I'm, I got the Bucks and the points. Uh, I, I just don't like the way the Cowboys play under pressure. I mean, I like Dak, but he just makes too many mistakes. So that's where I'm going to look at it there. All right. Those are the games. Let's take a look at some coaching odds. And we should just say that Cliff Kingsbury, we just found out as we were going on the air here, uh, has been fired by the Cardinals. Uh, so obviously there, there's Wilkes, there's Kingsbury. He's now gone. Sala, McDaniels, McVeigh, and Saturday. Uh, who do you think, Fish, is going to be the next one to go? 
I don't think Saturday will be coaching by this Friday. I just don't see it happening. I, I they 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 won one game and then against the Raiders and lost the rest. I think Sala gets a pass. I love Steve yep. Wilkes. You you live in that part of the country. He did a great job with that Carolina team. Absolutely. I think there's a shot. Removing you agree? Moving interim tag John and giving the full time job. Um, Kingsbury's gone. I think Lovey shift. shift. I think Lovey Smith got shafted. What a shit organization that is. You, you, you bring him in for one. David Culley last year. Smith, they, this team had the Cowboys and the Chiefs recently in overtime. And they don't have any the, – the roster's not that talented. They were in every single game. So I'm, I'm sad about that. Um, this might be a year where there's not a lot of coaching changes. I mean, I look, let's bring this into it. Where is, do you think Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh are going to get jobs this year? Because I do. I think they both will. Yeah. And I think they're, they're both looking to get back. Uh, Sean Payton has been out enough and he's, he's fine on TV, but he, you know, McVeigh's the one who should be on TV. And, and, and even though he's, he's a great sideline coach. Um, but here's the thing too. Jim Harbaugh has got some investigations coming up. The NCAA is uh, going after them on a couple of different violations. Uh, a couple of them recruiting. And one of them is kind of a strange thing, but he had too many coaches at a practice, I guess, that went against NCAA violations. I think Har- Harbaugh is going to want to get out of that. And I think the fact that they're talking to him, especially in Denver, I think he's there. I, I think Sean Payton's going to get, get the first pick, whoever goes after then, then I think Harbaugh is going to do it. So I think you're right. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We, 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 we didn't touch on this. Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. Do you have any opinion or do you have any insight since you're there in Vegas as to what's going to happen with the Raiders? Do you think they hold on to him and give him another year? Or do you think that they're, yeah. going, to, they're going to give him the boot? They had the number nine offense in the league between nine and 10. I don't know. How, uh, the final stats will come out later. I haven't seen them yet. So, um, but the overall work as a coach was horrible. I gave him a D grade. I think he does come back because Mark Davis is all he's been doing his whole career is paying coaches that he fired. So I think he does come back. There has to be changes. I think if a certain TB12 comes in, that's the kind of splash Vegas needs. I'll tell you what hurts here the most. And I talked to Gabriel Ellis in the marketing department of the Raiders. I've never, when you have 70% of the other fans coming into your stadium, it's a buzzkill. It causes fights. And you need a splash in Las Vegas. So I think we need continuity. I think we we'll have a different quarterback. And again, when you have an offense that's number nine or 10, you just build the defense up and maybe you could change it. But yeah, I don't have any long winded on it. I think McDaniels gets another another year to, to, uh, to turn this thing around. If I had to bet, I would bet on that also. All right, we talked about Shucks Tavern and uh, with our drink of the week, uh, the last man standing. Did, 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 was there a last man standing? We had three, and congratulations to Carrie W. and Tony W. and Tyler. They all wow. tied, so they split. They split the thousands, so three thirty apiece. Um, Tyler and Carrie, I believe. No, Tyler and Tony took Seattle, and then one had Jacksonville. So they all finished. So they split the pot, and I've never in twenty six years. There's never been less. It's always three people or less that win it, which is good. It's never seven people that get to the end. And split the yeah. pot. It's always three or less, and that's good. Well, it's a strange year, that's for sure. All right, and that is the Daily Fish Hard Lines, normally with John Hardison of the Cost of Winning Podcast. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. Oh, you can find him here I- with us, and he's also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast. Stick around. Fish and I are going to hit some politics and controversy. But first, you need a great golf getaway. The Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. Set up an entire trip for yourself your family, or a bunch of friends. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. Play there year-round. In fact, we just had one of our guests, attorney Ken Lakin. He was in town here with me, and he played golf here, and he hit some of the restaurants. This is a great place, even as good as Florida. Yeah, Florida might be a little bit hotter, but still, you got good weather down here. Folks, if you can, check out the Myrtle Beach Golf Trail at MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. All right, let's get into a little bit of controversy here, my friend. Um, we got three topics here. Let, let me hit you with this one here. Um, I, I'm, I think I, let, let's go with the ramifications of the McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy becoming speaker. 
you you were watching this and this this was like drama. This was this was strange stuff going on. What do you think the ramifications of all this is going to be? First of all, I'm trying to get in there. Hardline sent us a selfie. Being here, right? Nice. Now. Said, "Wow, he looks good. That looks, lot, that looks a lot like CeeLo. He looks like CeeLo. Yeah. That's what Hardline looks like. He wishes it looked like that. We miss you, brother. Think- and we're gonna watch your bets and." and- He's he's got to be on like, some. He's got to be like in Saint Martin or something like that. Yeah, I don't know where he's at, but that that guy's mysterious. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. All right, I, I asked you on Saturday. I don't understand. You, you explained to me how it takes fifteen times to, to to make the vote. I don't know what the ramifications are going to be because I don't follow politics like you do. But I do know this: we're so divided that we can't get anything right, and when we're divided, nothing gets done. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, th- I think you're going to have certainly total chaos at first. Um, you, you know, again, the fire, the far right congressional people who, who did all the deals to get him in there, they got to hold on legislation. Uh, I do think there's, there's some moderate Republicans that are going to intercede. Uh, the, the big fear for me is going to be the uh, defense cuts. They want to do, cutting spending, especially cutting or freezing money for Ukraine. Um, I think one of the things that's going to hurt, especially the far right, they're going to look like they're pro-Putin at a time, you know, when, you know, we need to stand up to dictators. So I'm a little concerned at that. I think they're going to try to make the budget situation so that we just slice all spending and it's it, it could cause stalemates where nothing gets done. So I don't know. We're just going to have to watch that. Um there's, you know, what exactly they're going to do. We, we, we don't really know, but I would, I would certainly pay attention to it and see what's going to happen and prepare yourself for anarchy. <laughs> there you go again. There you go again. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, let me ask you this, because this, this kind of ties into that. Um, do, do you think, or do, do you think people think their lives are as important as celebrities or persons in the public view, because a lot of people have this, you know, image of, oh, or, you know, I, I just, I just saw the thing with uh, Prince Harry on 60 Minutes, you know, and are we as important as Prince Harry? I mean, Fish, give me, give me your, your takes on this, because you've, you've got some really interesting takes on this. This, this is a delicate subject matter, because people say I'm a hater when they go on the website. I'm not a hater. I just think that you, the person that's writing me that I'm a hater, is just as important as anyone that goes through strife in their life because they're a public figure and they're on TV or an athlete doesn't make them any better than you. All right. That's what I'm trying to, and in order for our society to be less divided and come together, we all, this is a cliche, but we all bleed red and we all put our pants on the same way and we all eat with a fork, hopefully. And we all order from a menu. We all talk on the phone. No. And we all watch TV with our eyes. And the, it's the people that are the, this is where I'd be called a hater. The people that think they're better than you because they're an actor or an athlete. Let me tell you something. This is the way I was raised. And it sounds cliche and it sounds Pollyanna, but the way it is. Teachers, military, policemen, firemen, doctors, first responders, and nurses are more important than anyone you watch on TV or any athletes that we think are heroic. Okay. What happened, what happened to DeMar Hamlin was so horrible. Me being a football fan, watching the expressions on these guys' faces, especially Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, John, the terror. Yeah. I said to Vicky, my wife, this is bad. I think he died. He didn't. But all you hear about is, is, is the love for this kid, and he deserves it. It's the love for those fucking first responders that got there and did this. And you know what? I heard a great line. Boomer, it wasn't Boomer Sison. Deion Sanders said, you know what? The great thing about these first responders is they're there doing that. And then 20 minutes later, they're saving someone else's life. You know, have more respect for the people that aren't the Prince Harry's and the Williams and, and, and the LeBron James and the George Clooney's. Yeah, they entertain you. That's all they do. But the people you need in your life are the nurses and doctors and teachers, firefighters and cops. Am I right or am I wrong? Am I a hater? No. You no. I love entertainment just like you do, John. You're you make a living. You've made a living your whole life. You're on on the air. You 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 were great. I make funny all the time, but you, I got my news from you. You and Kathy Ray sat there at Channel 13 News, and I watched you every night. 
and my wife masturbated over you, and I had to live with that shit. All right. Hello. Well, yeah, Hello, what? what? Anyway, she did. Uh, yeah. And, That's and, news. And, That's news to me. Now you tell right. me. Yeah. yeah. And no, but, but and you did real TV, so you you you're in the limelight, and you handle it. Now, obviously, you have a lot of humility, and you're humble about it. Um. Do, well, do you and, see and, my point of view? That I, I'm trying to I'm trying to speak for all of us. That hey, you know what? If we get COVID. We don't have doctors coming to our house. We don't have 27 doctors around the president. We don't have doctors coming to our house for LeBron to give us and give us medicine. We got to sit in the fucking urgent care or go to the, that's, that's 99% of the world. Done. Well, and again, you go. And well, and, and again, it's, it's, it's what I always say. We all think we're celebrities. We're heroes of our own stories. Um, so, um, you know, many times we just, you know, we look at these people and we kind of go, Oh, we're not part of, but you're, everybody's a hero of their own story. So they kind of act out celebrity wise. And you're beginning to see where there's so many people who are, you know, who are not celebrities, but they make themselves celebrities because of social media. And you're seeing it with, you know, with members of Congress, you know, we're talking about the whole thing with the speaker of the house and those 10 or 20 congressmen that were holding it up. They're all being heroes of their own story and their celebrities. And the majority of people in Congress all they do is try to raise money and they try to be celebrities so they can get themselves known, they can get elected. And they're not helping anybody. They're not certainly not helping the country. But I agree with you 100 percent. And and again, what I try to do is, you know, when somebody's posting something, I, I don't post anything back like you're an idiot. You know, get off there. I, I ignore them. And I think that's what you got to do, because a lot of them are looking for a lot of them are looking for hate because that gives them more uh, popularity. But I agree with you. I, I, I think we need to applaud the people who are really doing the things, who are doing the sacrificing, who are not looking for publicity. And, you know, your example of those uh, medics who are right there on the scene. And again, we talked about the Saturday, too. I think the DeMar situation should force a lot of organizations, people, towns, cities, they should be having defibrillators in every place. I don't, you know, if you're at a little league game, you need to have a defibrillator there. You also need to train people right. on how to do it so it can be done because it's proven that if you do that, you're going to save lives and it's not going to necessarily kill somebody. So, but yeah, I agree with you hundred percent with you right there. Let's, let's, let's pontificate on this. I love that's my new word pontificate. We have, I'm, I'm trying to be more of a, I, I, you told me I have to be a plethora of verbiage in 2023. So I'm trying to learn how to have more diction <laughs> to, to my exploratory schmuckness. Um, do you think, I'll go one step further. You say hero of your own stories and people are texting. What does he mean by that? I'll, I'll, I'll give you my example of what, and you tell me what you mean by that because I know what you mean, but you tell our audience what you mean. When you go to a Raider game and you see fist fights because people think they own the team, there's Raider fans that go, hey, get out of here. It's my stadium. It's not your stadium. Mark Davis and whoever bought that stadium. It's not your team. You don't own it. It's entertainment. Yeah, we want our team to win. Are they the heroes of their own story because they're defending their team? Or is it what I think it is, a combination of stupidity and anger? <laughs> well, add them all together, and that's what you get. Um, you know, think about the uh, the guy who, uh, who went in and shot up the pizza place in Washington, D.C., because he was convinced that, you know, Hillary Clinton and, and other Democrats were uh, maiming and sexually exploiting kids in the downstairs of that pizza place because QAnon told him that. And if you listen to his voice message to his daughter as he's going to do this, you're going to go, wow, that guy, that guy's the hero. Oh, my God, he's going to do he's going to save it. And he understands that. It's the same thing as the, the old man who comes out on his lawn. Get off my lawn to all the kids. He's the hero of his own story. That's his lawn. That's his property. That's his kingdom. We all think we have that and we forget that there are other people out there. So, for instance, when I have a lot of people who come up and they say some stuff that I think is ridiculous as far as their political leanings or their knowledge of news, I don't say to them, you're a freaking idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Let me show you this fact check. You're a boob. What I, what I usually do is I try to kind of figure, okay, where are you coming from? And a lot of them have different backgrounds. They come from different areas. They've been there and they, you know, it's like, I'm not going to criticize them. People know my background. So usually they kind of, okay, he was a news guy. You know, he's, he's been a reporter. He's been an investigative reporter. He knows how to look up stuff. Uh, a lot of people don't. So 
I think you kind of let people have have their way. Let them be the hero of their own story as long as they're not hurting anybody. That's the big thing. And I think right. it's just it's what keeps a lot of people moving on. And and Fish, you and I, we've written screenplays before. We know story structure. The main character, you know, he's going to be the he's going to be the hero of that story and we've got to follow his story. And that's what's happening. And it, if you think about how entertainment has taken over our lives, that's exactly what's going on. Everybody is living their own movie, their own story. And sometimes it gets out of hand because it's all about you rather than learning a lesson. And the great thing about, as you and I know from screenwriting is there's got to be a lesson. There's got to be an outcome and then a lesson so that people understand the humanity of things. And, and most people, when they're in the hero of their own stories, they never get to that. That's the difference. All right. So remind me to ask you a question about something I'm starting to uh, donate my time to. When we get done, we, we're, we're go, where are we going now? We're going somewhere. Oh, Actually, we got to talk about the different genre of television that's selling because you're beginning to see some different things that, that that's going on on our screens there. Fill, fill us in on that. Well, we just talked about women's talking about their crotches and their and their and their ass cracks. That's great. That's during football games. Okay. Um, we had a, an alumni of the show named Eric Mathis wrote a great movie called The Macabre, and it won the best cult film at the Horror Film Festival. And he's got like a three picture deal. I'm attracted to that kind of stuff. You're you're a you're an apocalyptic guy in the real life. You think there's going to be nuclear war, and the only thing that's going to survive is me and you doing a podcast. Okay, that's great, but. <laughs> If you look at all the new shows coming out, I notice I'm a big Walking Dead guy. I don't know why we're attracted. There's a new one coming out on on, on HBO called The End of Us, and there's a lot of big time actors in it. And by the look of it, it's an apocalyptic. Something happens in the world, and there's monsters. And there's a Quiet Place three coming out. There's horror films left and right. Did we, when we were younger, I can't remember, did we have that much of attractiveness? The horror films and blood and macabre that we do now can you go back to that and think that john because right now horror is the number one thing that sells and killing and action movies there's no romantic comedies anymore that are one selling hits it's now unless it's an avatar or some crazy like that it's about or top guns an aberration to that but most of your big films now are the the marvel films and there's that there's there's yeah. they're crazy and there's action adventure in that and there's killing what do you think yeah, I I I think we even had it as kids. I'm trying I'm trying to remember of the different ones because I I mean I did watch them, but I you know I I can't say that I was a fan of them. I was more interested in the historical type stuff. Um, but yeah, I think we had a lot of horror films as, as kids. Um, Jason wasn't wasn't that that we had. Well, um, that was we weren't kids. That came out in the eight. I mean, we were in our twenties or thirties, and that came out probably. That we came were out kids. Yeah, I mean we kids. Were kids. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. There's always, but there's has, you know, Hitchcock. Horror. You know, we had Alfred oh, yeah. Hitchcock, uh, but oh. I think it's just gotten even more so now. Um, I do think, um, you know, because we're going through, you know, global warming. There's a chance of nuclear weapons. There's a chance of dictators taking over. So I, I think we're just going to lean towards that stuff. Now, I would never talk about that myself because I, I don't do the Debbie Downer stuff. So, but <laughs> I... <laughs> well, you're, well, you got a midnight show at the two drink minimum. Try the veal. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I, you know, what's what's great, and you talked about this on Saturday was the movie you just watched with Ray Fiennes in it, and oh. that I'm really intrigued with because that's kind of like a high end horror film. Well, back then you, you touched on something. You talk about Hitchcock, right? Psycho was a. They were thrillers. They were. They were. They put you yeah. on the edge of your seat because. It was a psychological thriller. It wasn't one guy. It wasn't Anthony Perkins hacking everybody. The birds. The birds was brilliant. Remember that movie with Janet? Yep. With, uh, with yeah, where the birds. Janet, Janet bird, Lee. Yeah, who was a guy? Who was great. I can't think of his. I can't think of the actor's name. Someone write in. But he, he he did a lot of Hitchcock films. And the birds just the birds started attacking humans. So it, there was a story to it. Now you get the Jasons and the Freddy Kruegers. And you get Mike. How many Halloween movies? How many times is Mike Myers going to die? Yeah. He's probably killed. Here's another. Here's another segue to that. Arnold Schwarzenegger did a movie called Commando in 1985 with Ray Don Chong. 
He has an AK-47 with a 100-round clip. And he's being shot at by 70 soldiers with AK-47s with a 100-round clip. And he kills all of them. Yeah. All of them. You know? <laughs> and they stand there, get through the chopper. I'll be back. You know? And I'm thinking, even the movies we have now that are violent like that, the Stallone, the Rambos, one guy is killing 500 people. Okay? Back then, again, to, to prove my point, the, psych, the, the, the Hitchcock films were psychological thrillers, but it wasn't one guy killing 500 people. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. And, and, and I think a lot of it was, um, you know, for the most part, you know, the 50s, 60s and 70s and even the 80s was kind of, you know, the average person had kind of a boring life. And so these were kind of like, oh, let's wake up and, and, and see something totally different. And I think that that's what, what... you're talking about. I had a great... Maybe. Let me tell you something. Eric, this is where I get pissed off at you. I love you like a brother. I'm pissed off at you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go at you right now. Eric Mathis, the guy that did the macabre, is supposed to kill you and I in one of his future films. We're doing a podcast. You know how he kills John? The monster has a knife to John's neck and says, if you say the word fuck or shit, you live. And he can't do it. He cut his fucking <laughs> veins out. The last thing he's ever holding is that one glove he had for his golf clubs in one hand and Great Poupon in the other. I mean, we had a great life in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Like, oh, I'm not saying you had a great I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't tumultuous. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying for the most part, you know, every night you came home after work, you you know, you watched TV, you did different things, you saw incredible things, but it, it necessarily didn't affect your life. And that's why we would watch entertaining things like that or watch things that were a little kind of crazy and out there. Well, I, okay. To expand on your point, when we grew up and people, Casey Evans talks into the show and says, what was it like when you and Debbie grew up? Did you grow up in the 70s? I said, we appreciated things more because we didn't have social media. We didn't have the highlights on our phone to watch the NFL, which I love, by the way. Technology has made my life and everyone's life better for that. But there's something also about appreciating waiting for the 6 o'clock news to come on to watch the highlights of the Raider game. And then reading the newspaper the next day because every game wasn't on. You'd have the Sunday ticket. It's better now, but you appreciated things more in the 70s and 80s. Okay? I mean, you had to work at it. You had to work at women. You don't have these fucking websites. You don't have go Tinder and Match.com. I mean, when you took a woman out back then, you had a quarter. I mean, yeah, there was one night stands. All right, and there wasn't. I mean, you went. Sometimes you you had a girl, and she had a bush like Vietnam down there, and you had to navigate through that. And that was what you had to do. All right. I know I'm sounding gross right now, but everything you had to appreciate. Okay, and people appreciate things now. It just seems from now because of John. When John and I grew up, I'm speaking for John, there was three networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and maybe 10 other PBS, Channel 5, a lot of independent stations. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, we talked about this Saturday. There's got to be between streaming and and stars. and There's got to be 200 channels you can go to to watch something. Am I being conservative with that, or is there less? Yeah. No, no, I, I'd, I'd say the, there's a ton out there, and there's a lot of people who just go to YouTube and just watch different things. Uh, even That's you know, my, my father-in-law who passed away uh, three or four years ago, he would go to YouTube just to get all of his music. So he was on YouTube all the time, and so and he was you know he was in his 80s at the time. So that's I that's what happened. What what I remember as 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 a child. What's different today is you know you're right. I don't have the cell phone. I don't have the streaming. I don't have other stuff. I was with my buddies a lot. And we were, you know, we'd go out, whether it'd be out drinking, whether it'd go to somebody's house, whether we go over to watch the games on, on Sunday, that's what we did. And it's funny, I can always remember that, you know, the, the worry about what's going on outside, you know, for kids today, you know, and again, you've had kids, I haven't had kids, so I'd be scared to death about my kids being out there. But my, my, my two buddies, uh, Tom Pryor and Ken Hyde. Uh, they always tell the, told the story that, you know, we'd go out all the time. And yeah, we'd go out drinking and stuff like that. But we never got into trouble. We were always pretty good kids. And Tom can always, always remember. Not me. Uh, well, yeah, he could always remember saying to his his mom as he's going out the door, she goes, where, where are you going? She goes, oh, I'm, I'm going out uh, with Kenny and John. And she says, oh, what are you going to do? She, he says, oh, we're going to go rape and pillage. She goes, OK, well, go have fun. That's nice. And he walk up out and he goes, you know, she was obviously she knows we were not going to rape and pillage. 
but we never, you know, we never had to worry about a lot of things. It was a different, it was certainly a different era where, you know, my wife talks about going out and, you know, her mom would flick the, the lights. So that, okay, it was end of playtime. Cause it was, you know, uh, kids get off the street. I don't know. I don't know. Now you do that. And it's, and, and also you just see kids on their phones more and more. They're not really communicating with each other in a way that, you know, we used to, and we had to, you know, we had to get along. And I, I, I don't know about you. I mean, you and I have been buds for over 20 years now. Uh, I, t- telling you about Kenny and Tom, I've been friends with them for over 50 years and we're still as close as can be because we're on the phone, we're texting all the time and we're still there. But if we were together, we'd be, we'd be sitting up talking all the time. Anyway, go ahead. Let me tell you three things. Let me tell you what you did as a kid. You went out with Kenny and Tom and you went to the local diner and you said to the waitress, Mary Jane Roddenkrotch, can we get a hamburger, please, medium with extra pickles, extra lettuce? Thank you very much. Can we get the crinkly fries and we each want a soda? This is what I did as a kid. I got together with my buddies and we put dog shit in the bags and lit it on fire and knocked on the door and watched the old, <laughs> all the idiots walk out, stomp on it and the shit go off their thing. That's what I did as a kid. But you made a great point. I grew up in the I grew up in Los Angeles, so the weather was always great. East, even in the East Coast, when you went by a park when we were younger, you had to put what we what we got next. Every bat you want to play bat. Every field was taken. Every basketball court was taken. Yeah. Now you go by a park in Las Vegas, it's empty when the weather's nice because every yeah. idiot's yeah. on his phone. I got to ask you a question. I need your advice on something. Uh, in 2023, I'm going to donate more of my time, so I want to help older people. All right, my mother-in-law moved out. She's fantastic. Been a great move. My parents, I mean, my dad's gone, but my mom's 85. When you go to an old age home, how do you tell an old person that they smell? Okay. So I oh, think you, you person, give them loom as a present. You know, I know you're going to go there, but I mean, it's so hard because old you get the old ladies that say, oh, I went to the beauty shop, but that's the first time I did my hair in a week. Old women smell like mothballs, body odor, bad perfume, and pickled herring. That's it. Those are the four things they smell like. All right. It's not a bad smell. It's not a good smell. Older men, oh my God, you know, I, I don't know what what's in their bodies. It's not about smells, but you tell me a way. Now I have to wear a mask when you go in these places. It would help, but you know, how come? How come when you, I wear a mask, I can't smell anything, but when someone farts, I can smell the fart through the mask. <laughs> I, I always wondered that, you know. No, so I no, need you your advice, because, John. You have more class than I do. A lot more class than I do. You are a gentleman. I'm a gentleman too. I open car doors for women. So I know they're paying for the date. But I mean, you're a gentleman. How would you handle that situation? You go around old people and smoke oh, the I mask. Put, put Vicks Vapo Rub up your nose so that all you do is you'll smell the, the menthol. That's the best thing. And then if if there's a woman there and her husband's there, you can say to her, do what my wife does to me. She goes, Oh, you look and smell like an old man. Go and shower. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, okay. And so I'm putting on deodorant. I'm squirting cologne and all this. So I'm making sure. So you got to have the woman to 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 denigrate the guy for the guy to do it. I've never you know, gotten funny. close to too many older women. So I have no idea what they smell like. Well, you're helping people. So you would if you were in a home. But let me ask you this. Okay. You know, I, there's an old saying that, my, that I used to say. I go, I'm dating a girl that's so good looking, she doesn't have morning breath. So that's the sign of someone that smells good. I got to ask them. We got a few minutes left. Um, on a serious note, or not a serious note, it's great entertainment-wise. Um, I haven't asked you this in one of the previous shows, but if you have Paramount Plus, you have to check out a new show called The Tulsa King, starring Sylvester Stallone. Imagine the writers from The Sopranos and Taylor Sheridan who's done Sicario, Wind River, Hell or High Water, Yellowstone. They combine Stallone's a guy that's a New York mobster, gets out of jail for 25 years, and he lost his New York territory. He has to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know I said before, I'm at the last episode. It is absolutely fascinating. And I like Stallone. I've always liked Stallone as an actor. But I always think of it as Rocky. He nails this. Are you, are you interested in watching that? I think you should. Oh, Oh yeah, I, I I I saw the previews for it and I looked into it and it it's a great premise. It's it, and it, you just you laid it out perfectly. You go to another place and and a lot of what these um, 
you know, the Netflix series the producers are looking for. They're looking to go shoot in different towns and different cities to give a different perspective. I mean, it's the one reason why, um, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. What's, what's the one with, um, what's the hot one now, the Western and it's uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, Yellowstone. And they've got four or five different, you know, factions off of it that are, you know, in 1923, what happened in 1923? What happened, you know, now? I think it's brilliant because it's actually bringing people together. And, you know, when you talk to um, talk to different people and they say what they love about Yellowstone is that it's something that brings together people from the far left and the far right. They can both watch that. And, okay. Uh, I, you know, let, let me jump on that because we have four minutes to go. You're out. I'll be quick. They, you go to Tulsa. They shoot this in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you find out there's some. I'm not gonna give away. There's some really good cultural spots that you would think. You know, you look at Tulsa, Oklahoma as having cultural spots and things yeah. about literature and stuff like that. You don't you think it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. It's cowboys and tumbleweed. And look at look at how Vince Gilligan shot. And this is a segue into Cranston. Look what you learned about it. No one knew where Albuquerque was until Breaking Bad came out. And Absolutely. you saw so many great, great shots, the way he shot that. And you saw some, wow, what a great looking mountain. What a great looking you know, scenery they have um, in their cinematography. So you're absolutely right. That is, it, it's terrific. And I'm watching 1923 too. Harrison, all that is the Yellowstones, yeah. they're prequels. It's a Dutton family, which Kevin Cost. It's funny. I'm not watching Yellowstone, but I'm watching the prequels and I love it. <laughs> interesting interesting all right folks before we go we're daily fish coming to you from vegas and myrtle beach we hit sports entertainment and politics and everything in between we're on facebook at daily.fish.5 you can watch us on facebook at myrtle beach golf channel myrtle beach grand strand life you can check out daily fish on youtube we're also on wingding tv and we're also on hey vegas tv at hey vegas tv.com you can listen to us on spotify apple iheart stitcher and amazon and this week on January 12th, this Thursday, we'll be interviewing superstar actor Brian Cranston. Check that out right here or wherever you watch us or wherever you catch us as well. So we're looking forward to that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to Cranston again. We had such a great time with him about a year yeah, ago. It, uh, you, you talk about, he's like you. You talk about humbleness and humility. It's Brian Cranston. We talked to him for half an hour after the show, and he's just one of the guys. What I love about him the most is that. And the fact that he's got more range than any actor I could know of. He could do the Your Honor. He could play. If you saw him in The Upside, obviously Breaking Bad. He's done so many things I can't even think of. And I remember him. I just remember that look on his face in Saving Private Ryan. He's the one. He's got the, when, when they're talking about going and getting the Matt Damon character out. The look on his face in that short scene. He was one of the actors there. He had, he had his arm cut off. Just go get this kid. And the look on Cranston's face sold you that scene. And I remember him from that. I remember little things like that. That So yeah. it's just good to yeah. talk to a guy who's not full of himself, you know, like yeah. me. It, <laughs> it's great. And I, I you know, I, I always, I attribute to Brian to helping my career because I was doing some acting classes and, you know, again, I was TV hosting and stuff like that. And, and he's, and, and one of the reasons I was doing with the acting class, cause you know, you and I were going to start writing some screenplays. And he said to me, he goes, he says, do you want to, do you like wake up in the morning thinking about acting? And I go, no, he goes, you don't need to be an actor. He says, be a TV host or a writer. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I don't, I don't wake up thinking how I want to play a role. That's what he did. And that's where he was. And that's why he's the great actor do, that he is today. Do you know what he said to me? Do you what? wake up in the morning and think about Kate Beckinsale? I said, yes. He goes, smart man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get us out of here, buddy. All right, pal. Again, we're Daily Fish. Check us out on Thursday. We're going to be talking to Brian Cranston. And check us out also on Facebook and Twitter. We post a lot of different stuff about sports and entertainment and politics. Check it out there. Tell us what you think. Email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. You got any questions or comments, any suggestions? And also, we, we want to get Loom as a sponsor. So call them up and tell them and tell her that she should be on the show. All right, buddy. pea-sized amount of lily applied between your butt cheeks like this. I will demonstrate. Just kidding, I won't. Like this. 
We put Lumi to the test and compared it to a shower. 12 hours after a shower with soap and water, the average crotch has an odor score of five to six out of 10. 12 hours after a shower and applying Lumi, you're at a zero out of 10, no odor all day. I'm not a mathematician, but I think it means that Lumi is infinitely more effective than a shower alone. So just take a shower or shower with Lumi and be zero out of 10. The average crotch, exactly. I have a huge crush on her. Uh, that's, that's, she's that's, great. She's new. She's, She's going to be in one of my, my hall passes, I swear to God. I love you. I'll see you Thursday. Great show. All right, brother. Take care. Perfect crotch. <laughs>